get into a room and we meet my name's diana i'm sean let's get into it hello what's good not much just enjoying a new week new start of the week new start to the week new start to the week that do, you, is fair. do you feel like mondays are like a day you need to ease into the week or do you feel like you're ready to go monday morning nah, i definitely need to ease into the week for sure I need to ease into the week um, because already I'm getting stuff at work and I don't, then Tuesday I got to go and see y'all. So I need a day to mentally prepare to see people. So I, I was to trying to tell somebody, I feel like going into the office, if, if you're, if you only have to go into the office like once or twice a week and you're choosing to go on Monday, you're a psychopath. That's a little <laughs> odd to me. First yeah, of all, unless you got, unless you got things that you're purposely trying to do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because you just choose to enjoy your life, then that's cool. But, but yeah. if you just decide that I'm going to go into work Monday, yeah, that's a little that's a little nuts. Especially if you enjoy it. That's the weird stuff. Also, meetings or should not be who happening. Just enjoy their job. Yeah, oh, I guess. <laughs> Don't know <laughs> I mean, that, that emotion. <laughs> Never felt that before. Well, how are you feeling? How are you feeling this week? Uh, mentally, socially, 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 mentally, buddy. socially, professionally, spiritually. How are you feeling? All of these, Keithly. Keithly. Yeah, it's not important. Okay. Um, Anyways, how are you feeling? I am feeling a lot of things, mm -hmm. but I think overall I'm feeling uh, good and hopeful. There you go. Okay. More optimistic than me, I will say. Feel a little bit weary, weary this Monday. But you know what? I need to have faith. I need to be optimistic. There's just a lot going on in this world. What's one thing that's going on? Well, we're gonna get into it, but there's definitely just a lot of crazy people in this world, and mm. we. Yeah. I meant in your world. Like, what's one thing? That's there's crazy on? people in my world too. <laughs> that is fair. That I is might fair. be one of them. No, I asked that realistically. I asked that because I think with the internet and everything else, people obviously feel. Like, a lot is always happening. Right. But, of course, a lot is always happening because we are tapped into the entire world at any one given time. And we are bombarded with news around the world. It's like when you watch Al Jazeera and you be like, oh, my goodness, what is going on in the world right now? They tell you everything <laughs> they from tell every you everything. corner of the world. Right. You could be having a nice little Monday, just got your coffee, sat down, you chilling, you ready to go to work, you ready to, you know... You may have just gotten a compliment, and then Al Jazeera hits you with something going on in another country, and you're like, well, tch, I can't be happy today. I know. Definitely feel like there's a lot going on. There can be. But in my world, 
It's okay. also a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to when you try yeah, to see the glass half full. Yeah, 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 when you look at it that way. But are you well before we get into this, are you drinking anything today? I'm drinking some water. Some H2O. Okay, hydration. Hydration is most important. We know? forget. We need some hydration. People need to be sipping water all day, every day. Actually, day, some people don't day. even drink water, which I think is wild. That's a little gross. That is very gross. Especially considering all the nasty stuff in the food we eat and all these like chemicals and shit like that. Microplastics. De- yeah, all that stuff. We yeah. need to drink no, water. Hydrate our bodies. Right, right. So... What are you drinking? I am drinking Poppy, a prebiotic soda, strawberry lemon flavored. Um, For those of you guys who want to get your gut happy, it says be gut happy, be gut healthy on the can. So I'm just trying to get a little fizzle with a little prebiotic. For shizzle. Yeah, basically. Nothing special. No no maker's mark, no whiskey, no no, tequila. Tequila, though. Did you celebrate Cinco de Mayo? No. Although I wanted to join with the other thousands of people or millions of people who appropriate Mexican culture, I chose to abstain <laughs> with my Mexican brothers and sisters. On Twitter, people are like, only like Americans, and I mean, they were saying white people, but they're like, only Americans go and celebrate Cinco de Mayo like it's a big ass thing. Yeah, black like, people, I mean, prepare, prepare yourselves, black people, because Juneteenth is next. Oh, oh my god what do you think is gonna be the thing yeah let's find out yeah it's not gonna be so funny then yeah one wrong move one wrong (laughs) one wrong move and you're canceled you find yourself in a room you don't want to (laughs) be well i definitely had some tequila on friday but i didn't go out anywhere i just had a bottle Mm. oh my god actually you stood um, in solidarity at home yeah i did in solidarity at home i took a shot or two for my homies um (laughs) but almost said something but i was like let me catch myself real quick anywho um but you know what tequila i ended up buying and i tried it for the first time and it was actually really good what's that i don't know if you guys knew this but dwayne johnson has a tequila brand oh yeah lobos no No, 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 that's that's lebron james lebron is lobos um dwayne johnson has a tequila brand called terramana now it was when i went to this liquor store on friday to grab a bottle I saw 818, which is Kendall Jenner's tequila, but I've never tasted it. And just because it's Kendall Jenner's tequila, I was like, I can taste it any other time. So I saw the Terramano, mm-hmm. Terramana. Terramana. I saw the Terramana tequila bottle next to it. And guess what? I thought for some weird reason in my head, I thought that was 50 cents tequila brand. No, he has 50 cent else. does not have a tequila brand. He has something. He has like, what is it? It may be a cognac. Yeah, it's probably a cognac. But I was like, oh this is a 50 cent you know brand let me support black business and so i bought it very smooth tequila i will say very good you still supporting black business let's let's be honest but i will say apparently like i was looking it up after because i was like is this not 50 cents and then when i realized it was dwayne johnson's i'm like yeah it's still a you know black owned brand so i gotta support i know we know we forget but there were reports that it's like one of the fastest growing tequila brands i mean let's be honest the rock is probably gonna be president in about five ways I say six, seven years. What do you think his slogan is going to be? I don't know, but he's around the age. Give him a, cause he he might still be in his for, late forties, early fifties. Give him a, give him a good season fifty five, season sixty. Well, there was a review mm-hmm. that said visually this tequila is very bright and shiny, and then it says on the nose are strong notes of green pepper and cooked agave. I didn't even know. I just thought it was smooth. I and didn't need to cook agave. And this this review also says to be more specific, the texture indicates an integration of 
aromatics, alcohol, and water so that no element is too prominent. And mm. any burn that might indicate the presence of harsh impurities is essentially non-existent. Mm. So I will say recommendation if you're looking for something to drink this summer and you're more of a tequila person, mm -hmm. Terramana is pretty good. The Rock is 51. 51 years old? Right. Oh, my God. Got, yeah, give him a good four more years. Yeah, he's definitely... Mm -hmm. 2028, I can see it. He might have his own party, actually. He might be his own political party at I this mean, point. We don't know. We don't know where the... We don't know where we're going in politics in this country, but... We don't. Uh, yeah, so that's what I was drinking on Monday, and today I'm trying to be healthy and drinking a prebiotic soda. Okay. Okay. I like prebiotic soda. It, it was... Uh, it was all right. I'm you not took wrong. one sip. Yeah, and that's all you need. If, if it don't capture the hearts and minds of Americans in one sip, <laughs> it's no good. I will say, actually, you don't like, we talked about this, like club soda. You're not really into like the, like the, I say fizzy, but it's really like carbonated stuff. You're not really into the carbonated stuff. I mean, I'm But you don't drink sodas soda. like that. No, I stopped drinking sodas in high school because I didn't want uh, acne on my face. What? Yeah. What? Does it cause acne? I mean, the, your body reacts to different stuff that they put in chocolate and yeah. So. Let me tell you one soda that is, it, it's the quintessential African soda. RC Cola? Fanta. Mm. Fanta in Kenya, Fanta, that's Fanta. the thing. Don't you want to? And you don't say Fanta. Fanta. Fanta orange, Fanta black currant. Fanta used to be everywhere. Oh my God. It, look. Kenyans love Fanta, okay? Coke and Fanta. Those are the two. But Fanta, really, because of all the different flavors they have. What do they, they call have. Fanta? They call um, it Fanta. What do they call it Fanta? Wow, okay. It's not like a different... No, no, no. Because you know how some people have different words for soda? and they. No, pop. soda is soda. No, soda is not soda. Okay, well... In the Midwest, um, soda is pop. No, but that's like... That's like regional dialect stuff. Okay. But I'm saying, well, and I think maybe that probably, came, it was a probably originally soda and the Midwesterns took it and said pop or whatever, cola or whatever they want to call it. I don't know. I don't know but, what um, like that. Yeah, I didn't know that about soda, so. Mm, interesting. But it's definitely been a week of a lot of uh, interesting conversations. Mm. Um, one of that which, it has. <laughs> one of which I felt like was tearing apart black Twitter. People were fighting. It was coming apart at the seams for Look a good week. Look at the week. stuff that tears us apart. <laughs> Look at the things that tear us apart. And let me tell you who nearly nearly started a Twitter war. A Twitter civil war amongst black Twitter. Ebony K. Williams comments on black men. Who is she? She is a lawyer. Okay. okay. Yeah. because She I, is a lawyer I and a political commentator. Okay. Now, I will say this. she Because I watch Real Housewives. She mm. was the first black Real Housewife of New York. Um, but after she was her married to somebody in New York. No, no, no. You don't have to okay, so for those of you yeah. who don't watch Housewives on Bravo, I'll just let you know that at this point you don't need to be married to be a real housewife. Um what? at the beginning Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. stop full technical foul. Okay. On Real Housewives, you don't need to be married to be a on the show Real Housewives. Yes, yeah, so it's really interesting because at the very beginning when this show started in 2007, the premise was they were following real housewives, like right. actual real housewives right. of Orange County. But now that it's branched to so many other cities, okay. it's not an immediate criteria that you be married mm. to be on the show. So for example, Real Housewives of Potomac, half of them are married, half of them are not. Um, real Housewives of Atlanta, a lot of them are not married. Uh, or maybe oh, they got what? married while they were on the show. They met their partners on the show. So... Um, in New York, a lot of them are divorced. A lot of them are divorced from really wealthy men. But Ebony K. Williams, 
who is a lawyer and a political commentator. Look at what this country she, is to. Oh, my God. She... <laughs> keep your comments to yourself when it comes to Bravo. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Um, she joined Real Housewives of New York like two years ago, and she was the first black Real Housewife of New York. Shout out to her. A lot of the uh, cities, like Atlanta is, is, is all, an all-black cast. Potomac is an all-black cast. Mm -hmm. New York has been an all-white cast. So she was the first black uh, person on the cast. So it was kind of big. Unfortunately, though... Um, after her one season, she, you know, they had to do a whole reboot of the show because I think she brought to the forefront of that show uh, conversations about race and class. And it wasn't meshing well with the New York audience who are used to rich Caucasian women who are married to, mm. you know, or who were married to very affluent people who also probably lean pretty right on the political spectrum. Oh, wow. So in New York. Yeah, it's, it's, new, it's rich people who live in the Upper East Side. Like, we're not talking about people who live in, like, Brooklyn. We're not talking about people who live in Queens. We're talking about, like, the Upper East Side of New York. Mm -hmm. Posh, posh, posh. Predominantly this white. This is Frank Sinatra's New York. Yeah, predominantly, oh, I don't know. Predominantly white. Anyways, This isn't DMX's back, New York. This isn't DMX's okay, New York. That's what I want. This that's isn't Nikki's New York. No, no, no. Not at all. Okay. All right. But, um, anyways, all that to say, uh, Ebony K. Williams had some comments about black men. Did you actually listen? Hmm, surprise, surprise. Well, did you actually listen to what she said? Like, her actual... I listened to it. I listened to it because I know the lady, uh, I always butcher her name. Yanla Van Zant. Yanla Van Zant, uh, the Fix My Life lady. Who, Yanla Fix My Life. Who has, you know... Mm -hmm captured the hearts and minds of black people <laughs> she really did not by, on my watch right by you know just holding people accountable and you know she serves as a as a you know mother in the uh she serves as a i guess mother in the auntie in the black community and so her and ebony k williams were talking and she kind of asked her kind of gotcha type of question like there really might not have been no way to win because she says, uh, would you date a bus driver? Would you date a bus driver? Well, let's talk about what e what uh, Ebony responded with. Yanla talked about... Well, first of all, the conversation was about wanting more for the black community okay, and wanting I more for black men. Um, and then Yanla asked Ebony, would you date a bus driver? And she paused. It was a pregnant pause. Is that what they called it? A pregnant pause. Yeah, it was a pause. And then she said, if he owns the bus... Mm. And why yeah. you, <laughs> why you, you got into character? Yeah, if he owns the bus, and I feel like that ignited like a freaking war amongst people who felt like what she said was disrespectful to the working class. Um, Iyanla also came up to her, uh, came back to, uh, responded back in a way saying like, you know, well, why does it matter if he owns the bus or not? Like, what are you looking for in a partner? If he loves to drive the bus, if he's mm -hmm. secure about what he's doing, if he's proud of what he's doing, why does it matter whether he owns it or not? Um, but I feel like context was missing in that conversation. Because I don't think she was saying she would not date a bus driver. Mm -hmm. I think she was saying she would want people to be more interested in uplifting themselves and, and, and raising their financial status mm -hmm. and not being so complacent. So she was saying if he owned the bus... And he also drove it. Mm. You know, that's somebody that she would be drawn to. Somebody who takes initiative and there's more to driving a bus. You could also own it. That is fair. That is fair. So, I, being a black man, you know, see these types of comments all the time. And, you know, I understand the perspective that a lot of black women have. Especially ones who are questioning it. They are, you know, um, are 
senior partners, junior partners at their law firm. They are doctors. They are engineers. They are everything. Let's be honest. Black women are crushing it out here. They have been the highest um, demographic to start new businesses in the, since the pandemic. Um, they have been really a probably to a very large and small degree saving the country in terms of business and economics and all that good stuff. And so, of course, as they are doing these things, they will want someone comparable because I worked this hard to not have to, you know, move backwards. And dating a person who doesn't have ambition or doesn't have money feels like you're working backwards. So I get it. I definitely understand. Um, I think... I think people completely... Well, A, I don't think she got the chance to really describe her thought process. She Mm -hmm. did go on The Breakfast Club a couple days later. I didn't see that. Okay, so I did watch that. So The Breakfast Club morning show, she did go on that show. And uh, one of the hosts was definitely offended by what she said. Because he was saying it sounded like she was talking down to people who are in the working class. And And she was basically saying that she would want... she Mm -hmm. She said statistically, black people... Black men, black women, black people in America, the black American community here um, is like statistically like has the lowest income Mm -hmm. and like have the lowest like job um, prospects and like Mm -hmm. talks about like the statistics when it comes to like raising our social, I don't want to say social status, but like our, our standard of life basically. Right. And she was saying, like, she wants people to expand. I, I, Not only can I just do A, B, C, D, I can expand and do more. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are very complacent in where they are. And mm-hmm. she's not drawn to people who are not complacent. And that makes are. sense. I think it's just the who are, fact who that... Who are complacent. I'm so sorry. She's not drawn to people who are complacent. complacent. So here's the part two to, to what I was about to... Uh, what I was saying earlier is that that's not for no reason, right? Like, granted, yes... I admit that there are scores of black men who, when it comes to dating or when it comes to just ambition, are not, you know, providing the same resources and uh, insight, wisdom, you know, name whatever you need to date a black man uh, quality. But realistically, that's for a reason, right? Like, I mean, systematic racism is a thing. Mass incarceration is a thing. Uh, It is... It's just some of those system systematic issues that have impacted the black community. And if you ask any black person, you know, past the age of 40, they'll say, you know, it's these little things that are meant to divide us as opposed to unify us. And um, that typically is why I think a lot of black men respond the way they do um, is because it is almost like you're against me or you're not being as sympathetic to what you know, the circumstances and situations that I've gotten, uh, either gotten myself into or, you know, just happen to notice. And so the conversation just gets, for me, gets old. But I think that even the way she said it and even the question that was phrased, it felt very sound bitey. Definitely. You know, like, even what you mentioned, the pregnant pause, like, if he owned the bus. Because let's be real, that's capitalism. Like, in... She definitely talked, she, when she explained her comments, she did say it's like also about like black entrepreneurship. And she was trying to say, because there was a huge concern. People had a, a lot of, 
people felt disrespected by the words she was using. She was using average, mediocre, mm. you know, standard at best to describe like certain skill sets. And she was saying like, it's one thing we're driving a bus. And again, this is no disrespect to anybody who drives a bus or that's, you know, that's their, 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 their job. Their job. But she was saying like, if that's your maximum skill set, that's fine. Like that's understandable. That's your mm. maximum skill set. There's some people who would never be, a certain thing because I would never be a doctor. I can never be a doctor because I don't have a, le- a legal education. I mean, a, a medical education. Mm-hmm. But she was saying like, if that's your highest skill set, that's fine. But there's people who are complacent and doing certain jobs, mm-hmm. not because that's not their highest skill set, but because it's an easy thing to do or they feel like that's where yeah, they're people fine. who just are just complacent. And in she life was talking about like that's mediocrity more. for her. That's like absolutely you can, you can achieve a lot more right but you're just choosing not to right and that's that's absolutely understandable i just think that it's just the i mean we have all of these different conversations and all these different conversations that take place and i think that realistically it's a sound bitey sound clip type of scenario when you're embracing certain stuff so I don't know. I will just say one thing, though. I I was talking to one of my friends about these comments, and my friend said, like, what's the difference between what she's saying and, like, LLC Twitter? Like it's the same thing. Yeah, what's the difference? Is it because it's coming from her and you know, people reference the fact that, you know, she's talking about black men, but she has her ex fiance is a is a Caucasian guy and like you know, I don't think that makes a difference in what she feels because I think she's still a black woman that doesn't engage. She's still she's a, black a black woman. woman and she's part of the black community. But, but just just an interesting thought. I, I, I figured like, yeah, like what is the difference between what she said in LLC Twitter? LLC Twitter tells me every day that I'm not doing enough because I have a nine to five. Right, but that's that's the problem though, is that A, that's capitalism and the fact that we live in a capitalist society, clearly we're seeing the result of what that looks like as opposed to living, I'm not here, you know, saying we should be under communism, but some sort of other form of government. That's not important. Yeah. The important part is, though, is that when you say things like that, it leaves people out of the equation. And those are for very real reasons that are outside or beyond any one black man's control. And to speak to someone without having the cultural sensitivity to understand those that and to kind of capture all of it in a if he owned the bus then it's like all right man but i hey more power to the sister hopefully you know she finds a black man that you know is that for her because we support black love over here we definitely do amen well it's also just been a very interesting week on top of you know the dis the discourse about you know the black community and elevating ourselves and stuff i think the nation as a whole is dealing with a lot mm-hmm. of just really disheartening and just really senseless violence that's going on um i said earlier in this podcast in this episode that i feel very weary mm-hmm. um and it you is did. because of just the recent uh spate of violence a spate a word the recent it is okay (laughs) no the just the recent gun violence that's occurred um and i'm referencing the shooting in allen texas Mm -hmm. and i definitely wanted to talk about it in this podcast because we always say like things feel very close to home Mm -hmm. but this actually was close to home because it is my home right so i grew up in the dallas area plano frisco which are two plano the city of Plano and also the city of Frisco. They're Shout both, out Frisco. They're both cities in Collin County, and the neighboring city is Allen, Texas. And Collin County has like two main shopping areas. You have the Stonebriar Mall area, 
and then you have the Allen outlets, okay. Allen premium outlets. Okay. So I saw on Twitter on Saturday afternoon that there was a shooting incident in Allen, and I kept thinking there's no way. Like right. there's no way. Maybe it's like people fighting at like the parking lot, like people who right. know each other. Right. And I quickly realized because that, that type of stuff doesn't happen often here. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not common. There, actually, I'll be honest. Like, there's not a lot of gun violence in in the Frisco, Plano, Allen, McKinney area, in Collin County, that area. It's right. just not a lot of violence. It's very suburban. It's like about 25 to 30 miles north of Dallas. So it's mm-hmm. all suburbs. Um, but yeah, when I saw that on Twitter on Saturday evening, I started calling some of my family members because Allen Outlets is where we shop. We shop there mm. all the time. We're constantly there. It's one of the two main shopping areas. And so I knew that my family, you know, frequents that area. Um, I called around. Uh, by the grace of God, nobody was actually at Allen Outlets that day. That's good. Um, some family members, you know, were on their way there. Or others had plans to go there and, you know, immediately realized after we had the conversation that that's not where they should go. Which only goes to show how real yes. it was. And it just felt like so, it just felt so so imminent like it i don't know how to explain it like it was in my face and imminent. i was imminent is that what it is like it just felt so real like i yeah. felt like i know i know that h&m when i go home to visit i'm at that h&m there's a mm. micro course across the street we stay there you know it's like i feel like i see i'm looking around i'm like i know this place right so you know this is you know this is something that happens in this country all the time there's a mass shooting children mm-hmm. are murdered parents are murdered Young, old, it's, I mean, gun violence is, is, is indiscriminate. Right. But then when you think about the statistics, like, in this country, in this year, we're in May. We're there's in been May. 200 mass shootings in this country. No other country struggles with this, this crisis, basically, is what we're dealing with. Right. And then when you read that the shooters have these, like, assault-style assault style rifles, an mm-hmm. AR-15, I mean, even... Police officers are scared to face somebody who has an AR-15. Right. Unfortunately, that's the assault rifle that that you know murderer used when he gunned down those children in the Texas school last year. And we realize now that once police officers found out he had an AR-15, they were scared to engage him. And it's mm. like even police officers know the damage that that can do. I actually, them. I'm yeah okay because I I remember that one specifically. Because yeah, it just Uvalde. happened. Few, like, oh no, not Uvalde. I'm sorry. I'm Uvalde sorry. was a year ago. Year Uvalde ago was May. a year ago. But there was something that just it was in Memphis. I'm sorry. Yes. Because in in, I mean, it's just a lot going on, right? Like just in general, which I have personal theories about. But um, the one that happened in Memphis was particularly unique to me because they it's 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 this very weird relationship with these shootings. And then the uh, the sales of guns going up immediately after, and it is in in the the one in Memphis. They kind of Memphis or Nashville. It was may have been Nashville, but I know it was in Tennessee. Um, where they it was a school shooting, and I think only a few people had had been killed, but. Um, they kind of show you the police video yes. of them getting to him. And I thought it was particularly interesting only because yeah. they showed it. And normally, you know, when you see it online, it's not because of, like, I'm I'm under no false pretenses to think that the internet can't, st- like, DOJ, 
FBI, like there are laws that can prevent a, a a company from allowing a certain video to go viral. And certain things just don't go viral just by mistake. So the fact that they showed it just it felt very odd to me. And I think he also had uh, an AR-15 and it I don't I don't necessarily like politicizing the conversation because I know a lot of people do that. And but, it's unfortunate that that's you're politicizing like safety. Yeah, but it just it it definitely feels like um, that it's a similar issue happening everywhere, right? Like, I mean, similar Waldorf. There wasn't more shooting, and all the jokes that are made about Waldorf. One of them is that people from Waldorf like think that they're tough and try to be, you know. Uh, act as if they're from, you know, certain neighborhoods in D.C., but Waldorf's a nice community. Like, if you live in Waldorf, even right now for black people, Waldorf... Waldorf is like a, it's like a city right outside of D.C. Uh, some people say, you know, right outside, but it's like 45 minutes outside of D.C. It's in the DMV. It's in the DMV, for sure. Um, and it's become a part of the DMV as more black people from uh, PG County, Maryland, have moved to Waldorf. And so that area is one of the most affluent neighborhoods for black people in the country. It used to be PG County, but I think it's starting to become Charles County as well. And so for a mall shooting to happen there, the area that you mentioned in Frisco, that feels like, at least from what you said, it feels something similar to where that type of thing doesn't normally happen. Exactly. And so it, you just start to wonder, okay, it's happening in Maryland, it's happening in Texas, one's a... Uh, blue state, one's a, a red state, and so it's it's impacting everybody. And I think at this point, um, it's just it, some, certain things absolutely need to be done. Uh, gun laws need to be enforced, and people shouldn't just be able to pick up a gun um, without going through certain checks and balances. So, unfortunately, I definitely think we need some federal resolution to this because at this point, the reason why a lot of these people legally own guns is because mm-hmm. they are allowed to under state law mm-hmm. and that's a whole conversation of whether we need a federal law banning certain you know rifle usage or rifle ownership i mean that's the definitely the part that gets politicized because a lot of people think that should be a state decision yeah i mean both of us you know having law degrees fully understand federalism and states rights and we understand mm-hmm. constitutionally what the parameters What's are with that on? um but then also i think that you know people say oh the law is a law but laws change in every with every society or every um, generation mm-hmm. laws change when when society changes when generations change laws can change too yeah. unfortunately in this country we have a lot of people who are a lot older than majority of the people and that's um, another part and, of it and our and our representation is very elderly and very we, elderly right sure. and people have their way of thinking and that's just kind of who ends up getting elected you could say it's because a lot of young people do not vote um, no 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 that's that's no longer say, a thing yeah you i mean i don't i I always vote because I love to exercise (laughs) my right to vote. Mm. But um, with that being said, I definitely think, you know, we talk about all these mass shootings, Mm -hmm. but then we forget that there's still that everyday violence that happens in communities. So a place like D.C., like you said, Mm -hmm. well, Waldorf is different because it's more of the suburban part of D.C. Waldorf is very, very suburban. In D.C., we deal with a lot of this. Is D.C. happening? I mean, it's just, it's, it's impacting everybody. Like, even certain parts of Northwest, uh, way way out in Georgetown or Navy Yard or wherever it's just happening everywhere and so I mean it's really 
don't know. It's 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 a lot going on. Um, you can say like people make a case that you know COVID definitely changed people's views on life. COVID may have changed people's economic positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID may have changed people's family dynamics. Um, and so there's a lot to think about. Like what has COVID really? How has COVID shifted a lot of these? You know regular standard of living kind of factors mm-hmm. um obviously in dc there's a lot of young people who deal with this kind of stuff so i i definitely think when it's just like conversation i feel like we're going to keep ha- having yeah and i think it's it's something that's really really very seriously a a continuous conversation it can be very very heavy yeah like i said it can it could just be very heavy and something that's that's a lot to deal with so yeah, definitely more to come on that conversation. I think we'll definitely be having it for a lot longer than we hope to have. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do in that area. We understand that the gun violence convo is a heavy topic, and we think it's important to be smart about gun safety. For more information on gun initiatives and research and other mental health resources, visit everytown.org. Everytown is an independent, nonpartisan organization dedicated to understanding and reducing gun violence in America. Again, visit everytown.org. You know who else has a lot of work to do? Who? One, Kevin Durant and the Suns. Oh, we're talking NBA playoffs now. Okay. Two, uh, who else? Um, Anthony Davis. God. Well, first of all, let's talk about the matchups here. Like, okay. who's playing who right now? Right, who's fair, on top? Fair, fair, fair. Let's talk about this. Because you are the resident you have to say NBA okay. reporter on this podcast. <laughs> You're trying to make me out to be Stephen A. Smith. And you made it funny. <laughs> You're trying to be funny. No, I'm just saying. I mean, okay. Stephen A. Smith, that's a compliment, no? Oh, it's not? <laughs> okay. okay, so Boston versus Philly. Miami versus New York. The Nuggets, Denver Nuggets versus uh, Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. And uh, who else? Oh, LeBron versus Steph, Warriors and Lakers. Okay. So I do know about the Steph Curry versus LeBron thing. I think they're, are they, is, is the, are the Lakers up 2-1? It's 2-up. 2-1? No, I think it's 2-up. Two, two, what does that mean? 2-0? Two 2-2. Zero? Two, two. Oh, two two. Two up. Oh, okay. <laughs> two, two and two. Do you think this is going to game seven? Uh I think so. Okay. I think so because I think both oh no, I, I apologize. False uh false information. The Lakers are actually leading two one. Okay. But they're playing tonight. Oh. So I'm gonna be watching. Okay, so who do you think is taking tonight's game? I think it's at LA. I'm giving it to LA. Okay. If it's at LA, I'm giving it to LA. But there are certain factors that really matter. It's Anthony Davis, it's Clay Thompson, it's Draymond Green, and you know Austin Reeves is out here. Steve Nashing it up. So I don't know. I don't know. It certain. It's it's no longer about LeBron and stuff. It stopped being about them. Like, oh, it's stop! I feel it's like not, that's all I see. That's all you see because they're the leaders of the team. But in reality, they can't win the game by themselves. And so it's these players like Draymond's main job is to set picks for Steph and to be the bully, right? Uh, 
let's say Anthony he Davis. He plays he that is, role very Yeah, well. he plays that role. And that's why the Warriors have been so successful. He is the Dennis Rodman okay. of this championship team. Um, and that's his that role. That is an analogy I understand. There you go. Okay. So because of that, he has to show up and get some points and not get into foul trouble. Anthony Davis has to get rebounds, offensive rebounds. He has to score. He has to make his free throws. Um, Austin Reeves and uh, D'Angelo Russell, they have to be guard. Like, it's a very balancing act. Momentum, uh, coaching changes. It's some good basketball being played right now. Let me say that. Okay, now I'm going to ask a stupid question. No such thing. There's an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference. So okay, the so the right. Celtics and the and the Philadelphia Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Correct. They're in the Eastern Conference. No. So they're in the Western? No. No, you're right. It's Eastern, but they are this is the semi conference. No, right, but I'm saying they're in oh, the yeah, Eastern yeah, yeah, Conference. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers, Los Angeles in the Western. Western. Exactly. Okay. Are the Phoenix Suns and whoever they're playing, are they Western as well? Uh, Is it actually geographic? Yeah. Geographic? No, because you know how you could say like NFC South, East, AFC South, like in football. Oh, in football, you have two different conferences and they have South, East, North. Oh, no, no, no. Most of the teams that are in the Western Conference are going to be in the Midwest. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. And most of the teams, the other teams, I don't know where the longitude and latitude is, but... Uh I don't know, east of the Mississippi River. Okay, yeah, probably. That's probably how they did it, too. That might be. <laughs> that ver- I doubt it, though, but um, that's pretty much, excuse me, how it's set up. I think New Orleans, nope, New Orleans is the Western team, too, so there you go. Okay, so who is New Orleans playing? No, no, New Orleans not playing. That's a team. Oh, they're not even in they're the They're not thing. even in, no, no, no. Okay. like the Wizards. So the Suns are playing the Nuggets. Yes. So the, what is it, the Phoenix Suns versus the Denver Nuggets. The Phoenix Suns. The That's Philadelphia 76ers versus the Boston Celtics. Yep. L.A. Lakers versus Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me the Knicks? The, right. The, Nick, the, not the Knicks, Knicks are in the playoffs? The Knicks been hooping. Oh, man. It's These the are all dude. the teams that um, <laughs> uh, Carmelo Anthony used to play for, but he never got. Did he ever get this far? Huh. Yeah, he's been. I think he's been to the conference finals before. Oh, but he's never been to the finals. No, he's never I been like to the him. Finals. I don't know. Maybe I just like him. Very, very aesthetically pleasing. Oh, um, okay. And then the Heat, the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. Yes. And Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. That one I'm I'm still unsure about. I think Philly wants to win. PJ Tucker is I really I would love I would love to see the Warriors versus the Celtics. But you want to talk about a matchup that TV is not ready for? Uh-huh. It is the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Golden State Warriors. Why? Let me tell you why. Let okay. me paint the scene. You think that Draymond Green is bad? P.J. Tucker is a bully. I, okay, who is the... P.J. Tucker is like, he's the guy that, you know... I don't know what to say about him, but he's he's very much so f- cut from that cloth. What cloth? The Dennis Rodman. I say uh, what I feel. I feel like and he, he backs it up. In he his back. Play. Um, he's not the greatest player, but he plays his role well. And no matter what you say, the NBA needs players like a Draymond Green, like a uh, PJ Tucker. Not so much like a Dylan Brooks, but you know, Dylan Brooks was. 
I don't know if you caught up, but Dylan Brooks was this guy who was trying to go up against LeBron, but then the Grizzlies lost. Okay, wait, hold on a second. This is before the Warriors. Okay. So before the Warriors, you know John Morant, Memphis, yes. Grizzlies, all of the stuff that was going on with Ja. They had another player by the name of Dylan Brooks, this light-skinned guy, uh, Corn Rose, and he was they basically... They had or they still do? Well, they had. They let him go. So Wait, after this? Yes. So, like last week? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like he just got fired. Oh, damn. So, <laughs> after they lost? Yes. Oh, that's mean. Well, no. See, what happened was... Not as listen, me. Oh, sorry. He'll be all right. What happened was, he, I think the Grizzlies won a game and they was interviewing Dylan Brooks and they was like, he was like, you know, LeBron's too old, blah, 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 blah. He 40. He can't check nobody. LeBron said, oh, yeah. Ageism. Right. LeBron said, oh, yeah. Spanked that boy. Spanked him. Oh, my goodness. It was it was beautiful to see. LeBron said, I'm old. <laughs> he spanked <laughs> And I took that personally. That's what, that's basically what LeBron said. LeBron said. Right. So, uh, but yeah, NBA needs those types of characters to make money, to sell to sell a story, right? This is kind of like WWE, WWF. You have to sell a story. LeBron is getting old. Steph, can he do it again? Who knows? The Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid just became the MVP. He has James Harden. Can the city of Philadelphia brotherly love win a championship after so many years? Who knows? But the Boston Celtics have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. (laughs) The dual uh, double combo. Will they get a ring for Boston and continue the dynasty of the Boston Celtics? So it's a lot up in the air. New York, the city of that never sleeps. (laughs) Is in is in the final. They're just happy to beat it. Miami, Jimmy Butler, he has risen to the top once again. Can he bring his team, uh, which used to be LeBron's team, to the finals again? Okay. So there are these stories that are beginning to be created. And certain players have to play their role. Draymond Green, P.J. Tucker, even Dylan Brooks. He plays a role in all of this because Oh, he plays a role but he's not playing a role right now. Somebody will pick him up, but they was they was cooking. They was cooking him. Oh, they was like yeah. <laughs> they was like, <laughs> all of the memes that was like he going to he gonna be in a, he on a flight to Shanghai now. <laughs> Stop, that's <laughs> because he has to play overseas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my But God. it happens. I mean it's a, I don't know. It's it's a, the okay. NBA playoffs the NBA playoffs it's always an exciting time. I feel like, yeah, I definitely feel like around this time. Okay, I feel like I've been hearing about LeBron in the playoffs like for my whole life. So. LeBron James. I mean, he's been in the playoffs like all most of our adult life. You think he's just that good? Yes. Oh, I forgot. I'm talking to LeBron's number one fan. I'm not. Okay. I'm definitely not LeBron's number one fan. That is like a LeBron... slap in the face to Shannon Sharp. What do you mean? What Shannon Sharp is. LeBron's number one fan. Shannon Sharp, that's LeBron's man. Oh, man. (laughs) He'd be at the game. Did you you see? You've seen him at the game. He was at the Lakers game about to fight the other team. I know, yeah. For LeBron. For LeBron, right. That's not me. So, no. Number one fan. But, um, no, LeBron is, he's, he, I think he's just shown himself to be a force of nature in terms of his ability to play all five positions, be a good father, be a good businessman. His show, The Shop, they had a new episode out, which was really good. You should watch it. What is it about? The Shop? No, like, what is the episode about? I mean, you, you know. You said I should watch it, so what's the episode about? So it has Dame Sinidris, 
um, I forget the young lady's name, but she is a uh, gymnastics uh, Simone athlete. Biles? No, not Simone Biles. I would know Simone Biles. She was an Asian oh, okay. woman. I can't remember her name. But I've seen her routines before. She's pretty good. Um, there's a guy named Hebu Brantley. Who is an artist? You've probably seen some of his art. Not known it, but you're not. You know, you're not into that 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 art world. I can be artistic. I didn't say you're not, but you said I'm not in it. But you're I not could in be. it. You could be. I you probably know? am. Look up Hebrew Brantley. Own... You might. Wait. Hebrew Brantley make great gifts. Okay. Um. You write that down. So um, and the baby. Oh, okay. That's all it took. I don't think I'll watch it. No, 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 no. It was really good. Listen, realistically, for real, for real. I like it because our celebrities often go through a lot. Right. And having spaces for our celebrities to get things off their chest, say things that they need to say, and be allowed back into, you know, the country's good graces. And I think that was what this was for the baby. And, you know, he acknowledged, you know, things he did wrong, things he had going on in his life. And it was just, I like seeing it. I think that's important to see because we all make mistakes and we should have the spaces to be forgiven. Now, I don't know what's going on with Red Table Talk, but hopefully they, you know, they going to land somewhere else and we can, you know, continue to build these spaces. Agreed. Yeah, I definitely will say the internet does not forgive, but I think sometimes we forget as people behind keyboards that these are people when we talk when people talk I mean myself included when I retweet memes that are making fun of someone like it's all fun and games on the internet but these Mm -hmm. are real people who have to see that and like you know you just we forget like people make mistakes my mistakes are just not amplified online Mm -hmm. so you know I'm joking here and there oh the baby's on that episode I don't want to listen to it but he probably has said some really problematic things I never even understood the magnitude of his comments. Yeah, so. I mean, he 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 highlighted in this. I mean, I don't oh, want to get too much. Yeah. Well, he he highlighted that it was a lot going on for him. He talked about how uh, his his dad died of like a heart attack. Oh no! And then his brother committed suicide a year later. Um, and it was just like that. You know, I'd known. You know, you kind of hear stories, and he's always been in the news regarding some sort of violent altercation that he typically some of them he seems to be in the right for but that's part of the image of you know us as black men and where we are and that highlights you know where our mindsets unfortunately may be at times but you know we are all human and deserve you know opportunities to uh try again and second chances and all that good stuff amen amen um i'm feeling pretty good how are you feeling you know what? I'm glad we had this conversation. A little heavy of a topic, but I think it was well worth it to discuss. And it's, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on in our day-to-day lives. And sometimes you think, like, golly, like, this world is just full of a lot of turmoil and evil. Um, but there's, there's also moments of, like, you know, there's moments of beauty. And I, and I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves to think positively very um, much so. And it's also good to have community and to, t- you know, our friendship here to talk about things that bother us and are on our minds. I think it's, you know, it's, it's good. It's good to express. Yeah, healthy. It's good to express mm-hmm. those feelings. Yeah. It is good to express those feelings. So I have a a, a quote by, um, his name is, which author is this? Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway, there's, well, actually maybe some debate as to whether or not he said it, but. They gave it to him, so I'm going to say, Ernest Hemingway, uh, quote, it is good to have uh, an end, but in the end, it is the journey that matters. Nice. That's hard. 
that's hard. That is hard. That's hard on a Monday. Right. That's hard. That's hard on a Monday. Yeah, it really but is. To everyone listening, thank you. We appreciate you, and we will catch y'all next time. I'm Sean. I'm Diana. This is the meeting room. Peace. We understand that the gun violence convo is a heavy topic, and we think it's important to be smart about gun safety. For more information on gun initiatives and research and other mental health resources, visit everytown.org. Everytown is an independent, nonpartisan organization dedicated to understanding and reducing gun violence in America. Again, visit everytown.org.